Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is the Muslim Experience Podcast and I am your host Farooq. Inshallah we will continue our journey through the Quran. Let's start with Surah Al-Hadid. Verse number one. Whatever is in the heavens and the earth exalts Allah and he is the exalted in might the wise. His is the dominions of the heavens and the earth. He gives life and causes death, and he is over all things competent. He is the first and the last, the outward and the inward, and he is of all things knowing. So let's take time to reflect on these first three verses. Everything that is in the heavens and the earth exalts Allah, glorifies Allah, remembers Allah, worships Allah. We're talking about every angel that was created for a purpose, and that is to worship Allah. All the trees around you, all the leaves, all the ants, all the animals, everything is in constant remembrance of Allah, and His is the dominion of the heavens and the earth. He gives all of us life, each and every one of us. When we were born, we came into this world, it is Allah who allowed this, who gave us this opportunity to live a life in this beautiful world that He created for us. And then when it is our time to leave, He causes death. He orders the angel of death at its appointed time, at its appointed time, when it's the end of your life, to take your soul. And that is when your life ends in this world. We are simply transitioning through this world. We are travellers. We are not here forever. So let us prepare for the Akira, which is life after death. And then he is the first and the last. So there was no one before him. He was always the first. There was no God or gods before him or anyone else. It was just him and only him. And he will be the last when we all die and we all perish, this entire world turns to dust. It is Allah who will be left. Even the angels will experience death. Even the angel of death himself will experience death. He will be ordered to die. And none will be left but Allah. So verses 1 to 6 praise Allah so beautifully and then we will move on to verses 7 to 10, which commands people to believe and to give charity. So notice how these two are mentioned together. So as such, if you are a good believer, if you believe, then you must also believe that charity is something that we must do, make it something part of our lives. So even if it's a small amount that you can afford each month, whether it's $1, $2, $5, anything like that. As human beings, we always want to physically see the reward in this world. And that's not the mindset we should have. Instead, we should think that whatever I'm doing now, there is absolutely no doubt the reward that is to come is from Allah and it's going to be unimaginable. Something that I could think from my mind 
my human mind, my worldly paradigm, parallel, whatever you want to call it, mind, that has so much limitations, it can't even understand or grasp or comprehend the kind of reward that Allah is going to provide. If we were to see, if the veil was lifted to allow us to see our rewards, we would most definitely do more of those good rewards, those good deeds. We would compete even more in those good deeds. So that's something to think about, definitely. And then we move on to verse number 10. Why do you not spend in the cause of Allah? While to Allah belongs the heritage of the heavens and the earth. Not equal among you are those who spent before the conquest of Makkah and fought, and those who did so after it. So look at the context of this. And that is a reminder for us as well. And it continues, Those are greater in degree than they who spent afterward and fought. But to all Allah has promised the best reward. And Allah with what you do is acquainted. So Allah knows what is in our hearts. Allah knows what our intentions are, why we do certain things. And this verse is a good reminder of that. So we continue verse number 11. Who is it that would loan Allah a goodly loan? So he will multiply it for him and he will have a noble reward. Remember guys, when you take out a loan in this world, all you're doing is basically paying off something that is haram to us anyway, which is interest, something that we need to try and avoid. And it has become so difficult for us nowadays to even avoid interest. May Allah save us from that. So although we are paying off something, we've purchased something, it could be a student loan, it could be a car, it could be a house, etc. Think about this for a second, right? Whatever that is, is never going to be ours forever, all right? Any sort of material possession that you buy is never going to be yours forever. It's only yours for a temporary period of time. Whereas, now this is a big difference, when you take out a loan from Allah, that's classed as a goodly loan. It is not something that is just going to expire. It continues for when, even when we leave this world. It multiplies the reward of that goodly loan. When you give out to charity, when you help a brother or a sister, when you help a cause, all these are goodly loans. Okay, so inshallah, let's move on to verse number 12. This is really interesting because this kind of gives you an insight of one of the things that occurs on that day, which is, you know, the day of judgment. So verse number 12. On the day you will see believing men and believing women, their light proceeding before them, and on their right it will be said, Your good tidings today are of gardens beneath which rivers flow, wherein you will abide eternally. That is what is the great attainment. And then on the same day, the hypocrite men and the hypocrite women will say to those who believed, Wait for us that we may acquire some of your light. It will be said, go back behind you and seek light. And they will turn round and they'll go back. And what will happen then is, and a wall will be placed between them with a door, its interior containing mercy, 
But on the other side of it is torment. And the hypocrites will call to the believers, Were we not with you? They will say, Yes, but you afflicted yourselves and awaited misfortune for us and doubted. And wishful thinking deluded you until there came the command of Allah and the deceiver deceived you concerning Allah. Who is the deceiver here? It is Iblis. It is Shaitan, of course. He is deceiving each and every one of us. He is trying to deceive us so that we remove ourselves from the path of Allah. May Allah save us from that. Because just imagine this time where it will be complete darkness. No one will be able to look in front of them or behind them. And all they will see are all these different kinds of lights coming out of people. And those lights that come out will be based on their faith. If they had a weak faith, then they will have some light. If they had a strong faith, they will have a lot of light. If they had a faith that was always there and they worked on it constantly and constantly, that light will literally come out from all directions of them. And people will see this. If they had less light than them, they will want to go close to that person who had more light. But unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. We all will have our own lights that will allow us to protect ourselves and see around us. And we cannot just take light from other people. So this is where we need to work on this. When we are in this world, we have to work hard. We have to strive and keep that faith strong so that on that day, Allah provides us with light. And we are not of the hypocrites. May Allah save us. Ameen. So brothers and sisters, the stronger our iman, the stronger our light. And that light will lead us to our home in paradise. May Allah allow us to enter our homes in paradise and grant us the beautiful gardens of which rivers flow beneath it. Ameen. And then verse number 15. Listen to this. So today no ransom will be taken from you or from those who disbelieved. Your refuge is the fire. It is most worthy of you and wretched is the destination. So verse number 20 talks about this life. It reminds us, know that the life of this world is but amusement and diversion and adornment and boasting to one another and competition in increase of wealth of children. That's what we do today. Everything is about wanting the best things like, hey, I have this and the best car or he has a better car than me. I need to get something better than him and money, money, money. It's all about that. But again, it's just a diversion. It's an amusement. It's a temporary amusement. And then it continues, like the example of a rain whose resulting plant grows, pleasing the tillers. So this is like a farmer who places his crops down and the rain uh, comes down and the crops are fed and they are pleased with that. And then it dries and you see it turn yellow. Then it becomes scattered debris. And in the hereafter is severe punishment and forgiveness from Allah and approval. And what is the worldly life except the enjoyment of delusion? So that farmer 
who spent so many days feeding his crops and waiting for the rain to come down and to be fed and then they harvest some of their crops and sometimes they may not, they may not get all their crops you know they turn yellow like the corn and something that may not harvest well that year it becomes yellow and scattered it's a waste so again it's reminding us that this is what you want a temporary life this is what you're working towards something that will just become dust this world will just become dust and you're wanting more of that than the life of the hereafter this is a great reminder for each and every one of us including myself that we must work hard so just as we are working hard in this world as that farmer think of it as this as well just as he's planting seeds for enjoyment of this world he must also plant seeds for the hereafter so he has a garden in this world but he must also think about his garden for the hereafter your faith needs to be planted and nurtured and looked after and that way you're able to enjoy the hereafter which is the paradise may allah accept it from all of us all the things that we do and may allah grant us paradise amen and then verse number 25 we have already sent our messengers with clear evidences and sent down with them the scripture and the balance so the various books from the various prophets and the balance that the people may maintain their affairs in justice and we sent down iron wherein is great military might and benefits for the people and so that Allah may make evident those who support him and his messengers unseen indeed Allah is powerful and exalted in might so look at this all these different prophets that were sent with clear evidences and the scriptures and everyone came with the same message to remind mankind to worship Allah alone and to remove themselves from this darkness that they were living in this ignorance that they were living in with no structure or faith or balance nothing like that they had in those times and then when the prophets were sent they restored that balance they removed themselves from the evil that was in the societies and instead it brought justice and it gave people that understanding of what is right and wrong through the various scriptures and it allowed people to live in harmony and peace and you know not hurting other people and of course if someone was to do that the balance was justice so the book and justice come together they need to be together so the last few verses mention a few of the prophets verse number 26 mentions Nuh alayhi salam and Ibrahim alayhi salam and the prophethood and the scripture and those who is guided among them and of course there were many that were defiantly disobedient so with the various prophets that came with their scriptures and the reminders to the uh, the people around them there were still disobedient people in amongst them but of course the ones who believed among them they had their reward and the last two verses conclude all you who have believed fear allah and believe in his messenger he will then give you a double portion of his mercy 
and make for you a light by which you will walk and forgive you. And Allah is forgiving and merciful. Again, remember that light that he is reminding us that he's going to make for us. And then verse number 29 finishes off the surah. This is so that the people of the scripture may know that they are not able to obtain anything from the bounty of Allah and that all bounty is in the hand of Allah. He gives it to whom he wills. Allah is the possessor of great bounty. And that concludes Surah Al-Hadid. Let's move on to the next surah which is Surah Al-Mujadila. And this surah discusses various laws related to marriage. And Mujadila translates the lady who was pleading, the lady who was arguing her case. And this relates to a lady approaching Prophet Muhammad and relating something or arguing about her case to Prophet Muhammad So when this was taking place, Aisha wanted to hear what was going on with related to this case. And that is when the revelation of this surah came down. So that way they could understand what was going on. So this lady was complaining about a pre-Islamic custom. It's something that relates to a dihar. You can look it up. It's something that is uttered when the husband says this. It's like it leaves the wife in limbo. So she's not sure whether she's still his wife or she is free to go and marry someone else. So of course the lady mentioned this to Prophet Muhammad She stated her case. But at that time, no revelation for this specific subject had been revealed. So he had no answer. So that's what he was telling this lady, he, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So listen to how the surah starts. Certainly, Allah has heard the speech of the one who argues with you, O Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, concerning her husband and directs her complaint to Allah. And Allah hears your dialogue. Indeed, Allah is hearing and seeing. So of course, whilst this lady is arguing to Prophet Muhammad about her case, about what her husband had just said, Allah is the all-hearing and the seeing, and that is when he makes this revelation. Verse number 2. Those who pronounced dihar among you, to separate from their wives. They are not consequently their mothers. Their mothers are none but those who gave birth to them. And indeed, they are saying an objectionable statement and a falsehood. So this is not liked by Allah. But indeed, Allah is pardoning and forgiving. It's reminding us that this is not liked. But if you ask for forgiveness, Allah will forgive you. And then verse number three reminds that person who pronounces the har from their wives and then wishes to go back on what they said. So there's a hefty fine. Then there must be the freeing of a slave before they touch one another. That is what you are admonished thereby. And Allah is acquainted with what you do. So these kind of things were pre-Islamic the pagans used to do this, the disbelievers. So this is something that we must avoid. 
The surah also deals with hypocrites. So these people who would try to plan and do bad for the community, they would have secret meetings and try to find ways to stop Prophet Muhammad and destabilize Islam in any which way that they can. So when you read through some of the verses of this Quran, you'll see this mention of Najwa. So these are all these top secret meetings that they used to have, the Quraysh. And these were plots and plans to destroy Islam from within. And they had many of these secret meetings. And you'll notice that the Quran told us about their inner feelings, how they felt, how hypocritical they were. So of course we know Allah is all-seeing, all-knowing. So even though they were having secret meetings, He knows exactly what they're saying, what they're thinking. And this was all revealed in the Qur'an. So the Qur'an reminds us, the words of Allah remind us that these kind of secret meetings to plot and commit evil are from the shaitan. That's all they are. So it's something that we must avoid. The surah also mentions about any other meeting. So there's always the third or there's always the fourth. So when two people meet, Allah is always there as the third who is listening or the fourth if they are three people and they're having these secret plots and meetings. Allah is all seeing, all hearing. Meaning his knowledge is everywhere. Nothing is hidden from him. He is all seeing, all hearing. So it's interesting to mention that at the beginning of this surah, there were talks about disputes between husband and wife. So the laws of marriage and this dhihr, this statement that was uh, thrown out there by the husband, uh, it isn't liked. And then the second part of this surah mentions about secret meetings. So again, this is a reminder for us, even as married couples. You know, if you think you can have these secret meetings with someone else and have these conversations about your marriage, and you're making these secret plots, etc. Don't think that Allah isn't hearing you because He is there. He's always listening. He knows what's going on and He knows what's in our hearts. And Allah is reminding us that as long as we understand, we have to make ourselves aware that whatever we're doing in our marriage, we try to do the best as we can. We try to understand that whatever it is, we must see within ourselves what can we do to change, what we do to contribute into that marriage to make it better instead of always looking at the other person, you know, try our best to fulfill the laws of marriage and understanding uh, his or her needs throughout that marriage. May Allah protect those who are going through issues in their marriage and help them resolve the matters uh, in the best way. I mean, may Allah Add barakah to all our marriages. I mean, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I wanted to try to fit in at least two surahs, especially with this Quran journey. I hope you're learning as much because that, that's the whole point of this uh, series. We're trying to learn more about the Quran and that way it can connect us to the words of Allah and I just think it's amazing, especially when we read the context and understand it more. It gives us that better connection with Allah. So until next time, 
I'll leave you with that. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.